Oh, well, hello! There! Ambush! And thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Desert Tiger Podcast here with me, your host on the show. My name is Colton G. And on this episode of Desert Tiger, we are joined by pop artist Neva as we discuss her debut self-titled EP. Yes, we are going behind the music of this new release from Neva. And we're also going to be talking about a little bit of the road that helped lead her to this point. Talking a little bit about her pop punk days back when she lived in Vancouver. How has that helped her grow, helped her progress We're going to talk about the decision to pursue a solo artist career, to pursue the pop and the R&B world. We're going to talk about what it was like transitioning into that style and how it helped lead Neva to moving to the other side of Canada, to Toronto. What was that decision like and what doors did it open? We're going to talk about the recording of this EP. Who did she craft it with? those fun details and we're also going to dive into some of the songs off of this self-titled ep as well we're going to be talking about trigger a very fun song and we're also going to be diving into love games which is a track that we're going to be spinning for you in the middle of this show and we're also going to talk about the fantastically fun music video that Neva released for that track. We're also going to be talking to Neva about her love of live performance and how some of that pop punk energy ends up making its way back into the stage these days, or I mean, when she is able to get back onto a stage. You guys know what the situation is. All of this and more in today's episode of the DTB and it's all Brought to you by DesertTigerMerch.com Because that's where you go to snag yourself something to represent the show every single place that you go. It is DesertTigerMerch.com Yes. And now, now it's about time that we spawn one of these tracks off of this self-titled debut ep from neva and what a better way to do it than to go all in you got in you got in i love breathing you in your fingertips light me up everywhere that you touch and i win and i win i got under your skin but you're keeping your love locked up Maybe it's not enough Cause when you're gone from me I tend to misbehave But when I'm around those other boys It's night and day Nothing compares to you That's what my body craves I like the cards you're dealing It's up to you to see You want me all in You want me Let me know, let me know, let me know sooner Cause later you'll be out Only 
all of this energy You gotta set it free I want your company, yeah Let's make it reality, yeah Out of sight, out of mind You should know better than that Cause when you're gone from me I tend to misbehave But when I'm around those other boys It's night and day Nothing compares to you That's what my body craves I like the cards you're dealing It's up to you to seal it You want me Am I speaking with Neva? Yes, you are. Hi, Colton. How are you? I am doing fantastic. And how are you today? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day in Toronto, so can't, can't really go wrong, can you? Ah, I mean, it's the same over here on the West Coast in BC, so I mean, it must be a beautiful day, hopefully everywhere. I love it. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm actually from the West Coast. Ah. Mhm, mhm. So, I'm I'm sharing the joy with you that you guys aren't getting rain for once. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday, yesterday we definitely had those rainy day vibes. So I'm happy to see some sun. Good. <laughs> All right, awesome. So we're connecting today to talk about your self-titled EP and your musical journey. Yeah, I'm so excited. Thanks for having me, by the way. No worries, no worries. Thanks for joining me. It's always a pleasure to speak with up-and-coming artists, people who are paving their own path. Yeah, it's it's awesome to, to, to have a platform to do that. So it's super grateful for people like you and platforms like yours and that you're willing to kind of share it and uplift others. So I'm excited. Hey, together, together we help the world shine. For sure. <laughs> All right, are you ready to get started? Yeah, definitely. Okay, awesome. So, actually, in my research, saw that you were started out sort of in the Vancouver region, actually played in a band mm -hmm. for a little bit of time. So, 
Yes. What was it like to make the decision to sort of pursue this solo career, this new path with Neva, and what has it been like finding your sound? Was this sort of R&B, dream pop vibe always the goal, or was this just something that you've built into? So, definitely in terms of, you know, going solo, it was terrifying. I... I loved being in, in the band. The band was called Green Tree. I loved being in the band. Like uh, I loved sharing the vibes on stage with, with the guys and um, definitely like very much a team. And I, I kind of started heading in the direction of going solo because as I kind of grew in that band and as I kind of found my feet with performing and writing and all that stuff, it was just evident that, that the genre that I naturally would write and that I naturally gravitated towards was, you know, pop R&B. <clears throat> and uh, whereas with the band, uh, the genre was kind of pop punk. Oh, my God, it was the most fun, by the way. Amazing. <laughs> it was genuinely, like, one of my favorite uh, stages of life. But, yeah, it just became evident that, I was just going in a different direction and um, I just, I, I kind of didn't want to pull the guys in a direction that, you know, they didn't want to go in and uh, they didn't want to, you know, vice versa. They want, they don't want me to kind of be in a situation that nobody was kind of living their best life in kind of. So, uh, you know, at first I was, I was kind of scared because my initial thought was, am I like, am I going to be, quite honestly, am I going to be good enough to do this alone? You know, am I going to be able to carry this and that? And, and um, But then I, I just kind of jumped into it. And I'm like, you know what? It's not time for me to decide whether or not I'm good enough. I'm just going to try and just see where it goes. And it's honestly, it's proven to be one of the better decisions. You know, even like moving to Toronto as well. That was a big move as um and one that I was really terrified to, to make, but thankfully, you know, like with the support of my loved ones and my family, my boyfriend, like we ended up doing it. But in terms of the genre, I think again, yeah, I've, I've always gravitated towards pop R and B, but I think especially being in Toronto, like that, that kind of darker, more urban vibe has definitely crept into the music as well. But yeah, uh, definitely unplanned necessarily but but very it feels very natural to be in this kind of space of music that i'm in okay awesome i like it finding yourself and sort of embracing it stepping into it for sure yeah definitely okay so you mentioned that you moved to toronto so toronto of course Mm -hmm. sort of vancouver definitely is a larger music city, but Toronto's just sort of that next level. It's the music mecca of Canada in a lot of people's eyes. So what is moving to Toronto allowed you to do as an artist? How has it helped you grow? Yeah, it's definitely a music hub. And I, I would dare say not only in Canada, but in, in North America itself, I think it's a, it's a really big music hub. Because even as I've sort of traveled to, I've had the fortune to to be able to travel to like LA and other cities outside of Toronto where I I see a lot of 
people that are from Toronto that are over there or that are getting used and contacted from other places. So I think there's definitely a lot of talent here, whether it be producers and writers and all of that stuff, singers, everything. So it's, in terms of how it's influenced me, I, I feel like I've grown so much as, as, a, as a writer, as a performer, as a recording artist, because purely because there's so many talented people here that, you know, as I've been fortunate enough to, to work with them, you have no choice but to kind of absorb, you know, and, and, and learn from them and kind of grow in that way. Like, for example, one of the biggest sort of influences that I've had in the past couple of years of being here is the uh, Kuya Productions who are, they've been my producers and my co-writers for a lot of this EP that's that's coming out now. But even outside of writing for me, like everything I've written with them, just by being around them, like there is, it's undeniably like they're so established in the industry and they've had so much experience and they just know exactly what they're doing, you know, when it comes to writing. And it's Sammy and, and Bobby from, from Korea, by the way. Mm-hmm. I didn't mention their names because I don't know they they're just so they're crazy talented and so just like being around them and learning from them I've just absorbed so much I'm so grateful to to have that yeah it's 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 really helped my writing and and I think if if anyone has listened to kind of like my previous stuff and then now listening to the newer releases and then the upcoming EP I think they'll be able to hear that so super grateful Mm-hmm, for sure. You mentioned Sammy G and Bobby Brass there, and you had the opportunity to work with quite a few other quite storied um, producers and songwriters on this EP as well. Mm-hmm. So what have those opportunities been like to work with some of the people who maybe crafted some of your soundtrack as you were growing up, and how do you think they have helped you grow Um you mentioned as a songwriter, but maybe also outside of that, maybe for as like a human being. Yeah, it's definitely been in the best way possible, like an overwhelming experience. Um, truly things that I never would have sort of imagined that. And it's funny that you put it that way because I've, I've spoken about it that way before as well in the way that, um, you know, these are people that have literally crafted the soundtrack to my teenage years, some of them. And to be in the room with them, to find myself, like, all of a sudden writing with them, and all of a sudden this this world that seemed so separated from mine is now my world. And it's it's insane, and it's so humbling, and it's so amazing. And, yeah, it definitely... It's taught me how to be in a well, you know, I've, I've I've been in professional environments before, but it's 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 just been insane. Again, like you just have to be the sponge that absorbs every bit of <laughs> advice and and like every bit of information that they're willing to give. And and I've been so fortunate with these people where all of them have been willing to just kind of sit there and talk and give advice and give pointers and. And you just take it, and you absorb it, and you become better. It's been amazing. 
Awesome. Awesome. Taking the opportunities and like you said, absorbing as much as you possibly can to take it forward into the future. Definitely. Like um, I was in LA and I had the opportunity to work with Matt Beckley, who um, is the vocal producer on my last single trigger. He worked on uh, Havana by Camille Cabello and he did the vocals for that and recorded her. We recorded my vocals in the same vocal booth. <laughs> and I remember just being like, where the hell am I? What, what is happening right now? But like, I, I remember just having to act like I was so chill. Like on the outside, I'm like, yeah, this is great. No problem getting in, like doing it stunning. On the inside, I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? <laughs> I had to definitely put on a, a bit of a, you know, a, a, a chill front. But uh, no, he, he was amazing. And again, like even through him kind of coaching me through and giving me pointers for the vocal delivery, just, I learned so much. Um, and, he, and he's amazing. And he's so, yeah, so funny, so kind, like just amazing people all around. I can't, I can't say enough about, <laughs> about the team of people that, are, that I've been able to work with, like just great, great people. Definitely sounds like that for sure. I want to take a moment to dive into some of the tracks that are on this EP, some of the singles that have released already. This definitely sounds like we're diving a lot into love and relationships. And you just mentioned your song Trigger. So take us a little bit behind the scenes of Trigger. What does it mean to you? Where did it come from? So Trigger... That one is actually one of the very first songs that I wrote with Sammy from Korea. And it originally did not sound like that at all. Like, lyric content was pretty much the same. Like, the the concept was the same. It was still Cold Trigger and all that. But it sounded much, much happier. <laughs> like, it was um, much more of a, uh, like a major sounding track. And then... I can't even remember like how we decided to do this when they were like, you know what, let's just, let's just try something different. Same concept, but let's just try more of like a, like a, like a darker vibe, which I, like I said, I love that. Mm-hmm. And then this version of Trigger was born. So this is actually the second version of, of what it, you know, of the seed of the actual song. So it's really interesting how it worked out. Yeah. So it's, it's about, you're having a rough day, are you feeling irritable? And then, you know, your your partner, your loved one, whoever it is, just kind of enters at the wrong time. <laughs> and they stop pushing your buttons, maybe without meaning to, but it's just kind of like a, a bit of a warning. It's like, okay, you know what? We're about to fight. And, you know, it's going to be okay tomorrow. This isn't the end-all, be-all, but I'm just letting you know we're about to fight. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's kind of like, kind of like a sexy kind of a daring little warning of a song i would say Mm-hmm. sort of sultry with that little uh poke the bear if you want to but be afraid of what comes back afterwards exactly yeah it's kind of like okay i want you to push my button like i'm waiting <laughs> push the button and let's go <laughs> <laughs> give me a reason please literally yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Can be silent and you can be cold. Shut out the thing. 
things you don't like being told. You won't be growing up as you grow. Don't know how you're keeping me in your control. You hold me, hold me. Oh, you don't know me. I'm living with the pain of playing along with these love games, love games. Sometimes I feel it's a damn shame, damn shame. Can't seem to quit all these love games, love games. Mm. I don't know what to do. take a dive into one of the other singles here as well love games and it's music video mm-hmm. where love games definitely seems like it's uh, a little bit of a play on today's dating culture and definitely a lot of ghosting going on a lot of chasing and trying to catch and just all the things that come with this internet dating scene that's so interesting i love that that is your that's your take on it. I can definitely see that, especially with the with the music video, like the kind of world that we tried to create. For me, when I wrote it, I wrote it with again with um, Sammy and and Kuya, and then it was originally based on like um, 
a relationship that I had. And yeah, it just wasn't the best. And there was no ghosting really happening, but it was, it was not, I could, I could recognize that it wasn't the best place for either of us to be in, but we just kind of stayed in it because, you know, you, when you love someone or you have feelings for someone, you're kind of like, ah, it is what it is. Like, I love you and it's not the healthiest, but I recognize that we're both, you know, in the wrong here. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it went in terms of the music video, uh, was directed by Dan Lemoyne, love him. We, from the get-go, we had uh, very much, we were very much on the same page about the kind of vibe we wanted to create with, with the video. So we really clicked in that way, but I can totally see why you would get sort of like that new age uh, dating kind of ghosting thing because we wanted to make it kind of like a, like a digital capsule. And, you know, there I am on my, on my little uh, slide phone, you know, kind of like going through profiles and whatever. We wanted to create this like future nostalgia kind of um, vibe. So I, I love that that's what you got from it <laughs> yes it's uh the profiles definitely kind of helped that uh, idea for sure mm-hmm. okay so of course this year has been a little bit different to uh navigate so how has mm. the sort of shutdown of the world the pandemic all that fun stuff how has that affected the release of this self-titled ep well for sure, I would have loved to have... I love performing live. I love being on stage with a band. I love feeding off of the crowd. I love... Like, it's just, to me, you know, showcasing music in a live setting is just such a different vibe altogether. And, you know, so much more intimate. And I would, I would love to have been able to kind of present it in a live setting... So in that way, it's definitely affected it, but, you know, times are what they are, and, and um, I'm sure we'll be able to kind of do some live shows coming up here, but it, it, I say this all the time, but I, I feel like in times like these, people, it kind of, it pushes people to get creative in, 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 in how we, we do things. If we can't do them a certain way anymore, it pushes us to be creative and think of new exciting ways to kind of, you know, present things in a, in, in a, in a different way. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just, uh, I'm grateful to have social media and, and you know, where there are different ways to, to reach out to people and, you know, show them and, you know, do live, live streams and all that. So it's definitely not the end all be all that we can't do a live performance. Um, but yeah, it's definitely affected it in that way. Okay, so you mentioned the live performance, and the band is, with this solo project, Neva, you've had the opportunity to play quite a few uh, different shows, sharing the stage with artists like Rhea May, so do you play with a full band when you're doing a Neva set? What is a Neva set like? Do you sort of bring some of that energy from your pop-punk world? What was it like sort of transitioning from that pop punk stage presence, absolutely the the pop punk comes in one hundred percent. I love playing with the full band. Of course, like there's 
there's tracks, so like there's a way to kind of fill everything up and make it sound. Because I also do really like presenting things. Like I, I like for the song to feel similar to what it is on the record. But I think live, when you add a live like electric guitar and like the live drums and the live bass and all that, it just adds this extra layer, of, just this extra texture of badass. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I just it's just like this fat sound that you're able you know what I mean like that you're able to to get when you're on stage and, and I love that mm-hmm. so whether that's from the pop punk days or just because I, I love that in general I have that in, in my live sets or when we were used when we used to be able to play live sets but yeah I um, whenever possible like I just like to have as many people on stage I don't know if that, if that sounds weird again maybe it's because I'm used to um, back in the day, you know, playing with the band, but I just like when we opened for when I opened for Sean Hook, it was a kind of like a stadium show, and I was able to do, I was able to have uh, two background singers, and then my bassist, my guitarist, my drummer, and I just love having the stage full because then you're feeding off of each other's energy. Mm-hmm. and everyone's having fun, and I can turn around and look at, you know, the guitarist when he's doing his solo, or, like, turn around and, you know, give the drummer his his solo on the drums and the bassist. Like, it's just, yeah, I don't know. The same way that you feed off of the audience, um, I feel like the audience feeds off of the energy on stage as well, and and, and I like the how visually interesting it is for, for there to be multiple people on stage because then, you know, you look over here and there's maybe me and I'm having the great time. And, and then you look to the left and again, like you see the bassist rocking out and I just love the visual aspect of it too. So yeah, definitely live band is a must for me wherever possible. <laughs> for sure. Get as many people out there so that, like you said, you can feed off each other and then feed off the crowd as they feed off you. You guys create your own little energy bubble and it's good times all around. Exactly. Yeah, totally. All right, awesome. So, of course, plans for the future, like you said, live shows. We're not sure when those are going to come back around. So what else does the future of 2020, maybe the beginning of 2021, look like for Neva? Well, yeah, like you said, everything is, you know, you make plans and then 2020 goes, ha-ha, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but just like always, the, the plan is just like, Honestly, write a whole bunch more music and and collaborate with with even even more people or even the same people would just make even better music and uh, especially like this is my debut EP coming out so I I just want to to squeeze every ounce of you know juice out of it and just like spread it to as many people as possible. I'm just so excited. I feel like. Just like anyone who's ever made anything, whether it be music or like if you if you bake and you make your first loaf of bread or something, like when it comes out, you just like it's so it's the most exciting thing. You're like I made this 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 came out of me, and you know the the effort of the people that I work with, and it, it's just so satisfying to be able to to present that. And so I think for especially for the rest of the year, I'm just going to be blowing up people's eardrums. <laughs> <laughs> talking about it cause I just, I, I'm so excited to share I hope everyone loves it as much as I do So, well what we've heard so far sounds fantastic so I'm sure a lot of people can't wait to hear the rest 
Thank you. Thank you so much. No worries. Okay, so last question here is... Yeah. Is someone who is releasing their first EP, their debut EP, like you say, you're very excited for it, and you're just bursting at the seams to tell the world about it, but at one point you had to move across a country, you had to leave a band, there was a lot of decisions that had to go into this. Like you said, there was a lot of wondering if you were ready for this. So say somebody is listening Mm. to this show, and there's some steps that maybe they need to take to pursue their own passion, their own thing that makes their heart sing. What do you say to that individual to possibly maybe some advice or to help inspire them to let them know that it can be all right? Honestly, I would just say, like, what is the worst that could happen? You know, it, it, and, oh my God, actually, there's so many things I want to say, but (laughs) what's the worst that could happen, first of all? If you, if you just jump and go ahead and do and risk, you know, maybe, I think the biggest thing for, for all, all of us is like, well, what if it doesn't work out? But, you know, something I heard the other day is like, what, what if has two sides? So what if it doesn't work out, but what if it does? You know, it's, it's, it's not useful to ask what if it doesn't work out. It's not for you to decide, am I good enough? Is this good enough? Am I, what if it doesn't work out? That's not for you to decide because you can't be filtering that situation before it's even happened. You have to create the opportunity for for it to work out in my opinion. So when I, I personally found when I've been the most worried about doing something and the, you know, the most scared about doing something, obviously, you know, something that I'm excited about. If I just do it and don't question it, if I don't worry about whether or not I can do it <laughs> and I just do it, those have been the best, the best times and the best decisions. So I feel like for, for everyone, for anyone who's wondering, you know, should I do this or should I do that? I feel like just weigh out the pros and cons maybe, you know, because obviously you can't just, for some people it's not, that's not how they function. You can't just jump into something unknown. But weighing out the pros and cons, like yes, you will have to let go of certain things. But for me, I guess it's, it's the possibility of uh, getting something even better is that possibility worth it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know if that makes any sense, but I, I might, in a nutshell, just do it. Don't be worried. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Thank you so much for joining me here today, Neva, to take us behind the scenes of your debut self-titled EP. Thank you so much for having me and letting me blabber on and, you know, giving artists and creators with a platform to be able to to share so thank you so much oh i'm just happy that i have the opportunity the ability to help share the stories of wonderfully talented creators and artists here with the ambush and i hope that you guys the am enjoyed this conversation with the wonderfully talented Neva, as we dove into the details of her debut self-titled EP, and it's all available right now, including the two songs that you heard today. That's right, 
All In, Love Games, and a bunch of other tracks are waiting for you right now on your favorite music streaming service. It is that easy, and when you're there, go ahead and hit follow so that when Neva hits you with some new hot music, the notifications is going to be on your phone, it's going to be in your hands, it's going to be in your ears, ASAP, and that's the way that you want it to be. It's about time we gave out some roaring DTP thank yous, and first and foremost, it is the wonderfully talented Neva for joining us here today to tell us about her journey up to this point. And I have to thank the team over at Strut Entertainment for helping with setting the whole thing up. And last, last but not least, it is you, the loyal, dedicated ambush for tuning in like you like to do, like you always do. If you haven't joined up with the M yet, it is super easy. All you have to do is go ahead and hit subscribe on whatever podcast listening app you're using right now. You can also help the show grow by giving us a big old five-star review or the equivalent on whatever app that happens to be. You can help the show grow by sharing this episode and tagging Desert Tiger Podcast, the Colton G, or most importantly, Neva. When you do so, that is N-I-I-V-A. And the other way you can help the show is by heading to DesertTigerMerch.com and copying yourself something to wrap the show everywhere you go. Wherever the wind takes you, wherever it blows, yes. And next week, the wind is going to bring us... Emily from Bad Buddy. Yes, next Tuesday here on the Desert Tiger Podcast, we are going to be joined by one of the members of the band Bad Buddy. And we're going to be talking about their self-titled debut full-length album. And it is full of bangers and i can't wait to share some of them here with you next week on the dtp and until then i think you guys know what it is i want you to go out and find your mountaintop to find your oasis whatever it happens to be whatever the thing is that makes your heart sing to its fullest capacity to its fullest glory find that thing build that thing grow with that thing and when your roar is finally ready to let out let that roar out across that canyon across that waterfront and show the world just what beauty you are capable of creating and just how beautiful you are and we don't hear that enough so i'm going to tell it to you again you are beautiful and until next week bye bye keep your claws sharp